The second the spotlight hit her and landed on the gold necklaces and diamond tiara and heavy earrings, you were trapped. But when she opened her mouth and the howling raw talent of Ma Rainey poured out, the deal was truly sealed. You couldn't even get up out of that club and leave if you wanted to, but of course, you don't want to. This is based biased or BS. Welcome to the podcast where two best friends tell one true story. My name is Maddie. And I'm Zach. And this is Based, Biased, or BS. BBs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, welcome to the pod, everybody. Welcome back. I think it's February. Yeah, it's February, I think. Or it's and really hopefully close. It's, I hope it gets warmer. Yeah, what is I can't is take this? it anymore. I can't take it anymore, and I also can't Where's talk that about it anymore. Where is he? <laughs> Did <laughs> it happen? Your head. What is day there is a it? shadow, please? Yeah. <laughs> what day is it? <laughs> I don't even know. Welcome to the pod. We today are, I guess, going to jump right in, because I think we have a lot to talk about. We do have a lot to talk about. I do. And also, so do I. And okay. here's here it is for you folks. We got bit by a musical bug, and... <laughs> <laughs> it's sticking around. I know we're doing the second one in a row. It's I didn't not a know. Musical. Okay, I didn't. Okay, thank you. I saw the word play a lot, and yeah. I was like, "How much music is this?" I don't know. Yeah, we're not talking musical. We are talking inspired by a play because today we're talking Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. <laughs> Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Yes. I love it. Um, the yes. title is wild when you don't know what we're about to talk about. Yeah. Um, but we're going to explain it all and it'll all make sense. Absolutely. Did you, had you ever heard, because it's a play, so had you ever heard of this play before? I'd, yes, I'd heard of the play, but I'd okay. never seen it. Yeah. Me either. Me either. At all. Um, and I feel like I had heard about this actually, this movie coming out, but... Me too. Its Me? debut, as we'll see, was not a very great time to be a movie. Okay. Because I also think I saw like the trailer and was like, wow, yeah. I can't wait. Yeah. And then I guess it, I forgot about it or something. I don't really know. Well, right. So it, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom premiered in theaters on November 25th, 2020. Oh. In theaters? Yeah. yeah. It was like a limited theatrical release Uh so not everywhere but it was only it wasn't even a month before it went to netflix on december 18th wow and i think that was planned right right pretty sure that was planned not i think yeah i do know that to be planned yeah i I couldn't find like anything about box office numbers because it was a 
limited theatrical release. Yeah. In my research, yeah, I wasn't given the opportunity much to hear the music, hear the style. So mm. can you put us in the world for a little bit? Like what's our, where are we going? Blues. Yeah. Jazz. Soul. Yeah. Like 1920s? Yeah, 1920s, exactly. Okay. okay. I think. It, yeah. I talk about 1920s at some point. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yes. So it it's all that kind of music. It's just like, I was like, oh, I love this kind of music. Like, I, I'm a sad girl. I'm a sad song girl. Mm-hmm, I too. love a sad song. But I love a sad song that also is like, has a beat to it and has a pulse mm. and like that's what blues is yeah it's so yeah. good I it was such it. it was so good and so you said it was based on a play it's based on august wilson's play of the same name mm-hmm. same name was a tongue twister for a second for me to say <laughs> the movie was directed by george c wolf who won the tony for his direction of angels in america oh wow Mm-hmm. They brought in a big boy. And a specifically a theater boy. A theater boy. Which is exactly. smart to do a play. Yes. Yes. So this movie was initially announced in 2013 alongside Denzel Washington's Fences in a 10-picture mm. deal with HBO. So wow. he is one of the producers of this okay. movie, Denzel Washington. I almost just stopped at Denzel. We're not on a first name basis. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I am. Oh. That's I, but I call him Denzel. One f- oh. <laughs> I will never go there. Okay. Um. So the deal switched to Netflix in 2019, though. So. Okay. Um. The cast. Stars. Full. Stars. Full stars. In our title role of Ma Rainey, we have Viola Davis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's it's been a whole year we haven't had her on the pod. I'm glad she's finally here. Yeah. How has it been a year? She has to have some other based she's, on truth. Yes. Yeah. Chadwick Boseman plays Levy Green, the trumpeter. Mm. Is it trumpeter or trumpeteer? Oh. Trump artist? No. Trumpet no. artist. Trumpet no, 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 Trumpeter. No. Why did I, I say Trump? Why did I say Trump? <laughs> Stop saying it. You've said it so many times now. Oh, you just keep saying it more and more. Moving on. We have <laughs> Glenn Turman as Toledo, who plays the piano. Coleman okay. Domingo is Cutler, the band leader mm. and trombonist. I love Coleman Domingo. Mm-hmm. Michael Potts is Slow Drag, the bass player. Mm-hmm. Jeremy Shamos is Irving, who is Ma's manager. And Taylor Page is Dusty May, Ma's girl. Ooh, Ma's girl. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, so admittedly, I, mm-hmm. I'm going to say let's start with, but as soon as I got into our first two actors, I just kind of didn't stop because... I can imagine. Vi- yeah. Viola Davis and Chadwick Boseman are, are a lot. <laughs> yeah. And so, both amazing actors. Yes. So let's start with Miss Viola Davis. Please the do. The only black woman to hold the triple crown of acting. Oscar, mm. Emmy, and Tony. Wow. And as of 2023, EGOT winner. Yes. When she won the Grammy for Best Audiobook 
narration, and storytelling <sighs> recording for her memoir, Finding Me. Mm, I need to listen to that. Imagine winning a Grammy for your own narration uh, of your memoir. I know. That's iconic. Becoming an EGOT. Yeah. Crazy. Wow. Yes. Um, she, we are not worthy. No. And she is incredible in this movie, mm. despite only being on screen for a total of 26 minutes and 41 seconds. <gasps> what? Wait, what? It's an hour and 34 minute movie and she's on screen for 26 minutes and 41 seconds. What? Wait. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> He's okay. confused by that. I'm very confused by that. Um, okay. <laughs> I'll, okay. But when she's on screen, mm-hmm. damn. Is it just all it, performances or does she have stuff? No, it's not all performances. It's her okay. in the recording studio also. Okay. But some of it is performances of that 26 minutes. So not all of those 26 minutes is interacting with people. Yeah. Oh, man. I don't know whether to give to spoil something for you or to just let it be. Let's I'll let just it be. let it be. Just yeah. let it be. <laughs> okay. So obviously Ma Rainey is a singer. It, yep. It's not Viola Davis singing for majority of the movie. It is a okay. woman named Max Ann Lewis. Okay. I was wondering that because this takes quite a singer to play this part. Yeah. So this woman is a soul singer, songwriter, and producer. Mm. And she does all the vocals for Ma Rainey except for one scene where Viola sings to Dussie May. So like in the movie, you see her singing just like to one character softly. And that is Viola's voice. Beautiful. Maxanne was a member of the Ikeettes in the Ike and Tina Turner Review. She mm. has also sung with Celine Dion, Donna Summer, Smokey Robinson, and Britney Spears. Oh, man. She's like wow. a backup vocal queen. Yeah, yeah. And as for Viola, she was nominated for Best Actress at the Oscars for her portrayal of Ma Rainey, making her the most nominated black actress ever. <sighs> I think, well, also we just had an awards situation happen. I don't think that has affected. We haven't had Oscars yet. No. No. The Emmys just happened. Yeah. And the Golden Globes just yes. happened. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, when this comes out, maybe the Oscars, I think the Oscars are always like at the beginning of February. Okay. So, maybe. We'll see. So, they're coming She soon. remains to be the most nominated black actress. Yeah. Again, just incredible in this role. Wow. So good. And again, 26 minutes. I You can't keep saying that because okay. it shocks me every time. Okay. So then <laughs> let's move on to Mr. Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. Rest I'm going to be honest. Power. We're going to see more of him on this podcast because he's been in many based on movies. Really? Jackie Robinson, James <gasps> Brown, and Marshall Thurgood. Whoa. All three of those men he has portrayed. Oh my gosh. I know. I, know. I just got chills. I know. And we can't forget on the not based side of things. And one of my faves, the Black Panther. Yeah. Which maybe, you know me, I like to spin the genre. I know. So this man gave a performance. Mm. As the kids would say, he ate. (laughs) 
<laughs> he ate. He's based. Yeah. Is he the main character of the movie? Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. I cried. I laughed. Mm. I screamed. Mm. I I did and felt it every emotion from this man. Wow. And I realized just how great of an actor this man was knowing that he filmed this movie while keeping a secret from the entire world. <gasps> Wait, really? Mm-hmm. No one knew any, no one knew what was going on with him. Mm-hmm. So the movie wrapped on August 16th. Ma Rainey's Black Bottom would wind up being Chadwick's final film performance as he passed away on August 28th from complications due to colon cancer before the <gasps> film's release. Oh, Mm-hmm. I had no idea. Yeah, because oh. he kept it a secret from the whole world, including his castmates. That's horrible. He was literally That's... going through treatment during filming. Really? Yes. <sighs> yeah. There but are his monologues. performance would never show it? No, but there are monologues in this movie that he delivers that are absolutely soul crushing mm, before, before you even know what's going on with him in the yeah. real world and then you add on that aspect it's it, oh. I, I was sobbing wow absolutely that is so sobbing. powerful i have to watch this movie oh my you God. have to i'm gonna cry it, right now <laughs> so it comes as no surprise that he was posthuman oh man posthumously posthumously yeah, that's the word. He was posthumously. I, I think I also said it wrong. We're going to go with it. After he died, he was nominated for an Oscar as well. Mm, for this? Mm-hmm. For this performance. Wow. And he won the mm. Critics' Choice Movie Award and the Golden Globe for Best Actor for this performance after oh he passed. <gasps> wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's do some Whoa. quick uplifting facts to get you out of whatever is happening the over there. He is eyes. crying. He is crying. <laughs> um, that is just so, wow, powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Happy facts, Zach. Happy facts. Okay, happy, happy. Yeah, I'm so happy. Okay. okay, so although it's set in Chicago, the movie yeah. is filmed in Pittsburgh. Wow. <laughs> I've always wanted to actually live in Pittsburgh. Do you remember really? when I had that fascination? No. This may be, well, I would call it a hyperfixation. Okay. For there about you go. three months. There it is. <laughs> because <laughs> I drove year? by Pittsburgh once and it looked beautiful. So I wanted to live there. I drove by Pittsburgh once and it looked beautiful. So I wanted to live there. Okay. So. Viola and Chadwick previously starred in Get On Up Together in 2014. This is Viola Davis's second appearance in an August Wilson play adaptation because she was also in Fences in 2016, for which she won an Oscar. Mm-hmm. That's a great movie, too. I've so seen that's the that. first of the series that Denzel produced. Mm, okay. Is there not a third There's one yet? Not yet. Oh, okay. I couldn't find anything on like the next one yet. Okay. But probably soon. If we're doing a three year 2019. Mm. Well, I guess this one came out in yeah, 26, four year. Anyway. And now for you, I have a review. Yay. Okay. This is from Veryl Jones two months ago. 
I have to do this justice because it's kind of um, a piece of art in itself. Oh, gosh. I love when you pick these ones. <laughs> Here we go. Do you want to know the star rating before or after? After. Great. Please. If you were building a house for yourself and family, you would get the best materials and workers available. The foundation is always the key, and the house that was built in this production of Ma Rainey's Black Bottom was built by experts. The foundation, the framing, the rooms, the walls, the stairs, the chimney, and the roof made by the performances, costuming, hair and makeup, the camera work, the lighting, the direction and the intrinsic value that came together to build this masterpiece has made a classic and gives a masterclass in the above-mentioned disciplines. I have watched it twice in one week, and I'll own it as it becomes available. In closing, the things that the viewing audience did not see during the filming, the things that were shared between the cast and crew, is the mortar and the artistic decorations that made this house a home. I give this production a standing ovation that starts from the back of the balcony. This is one of the reasons why those in the industry do what we do before, during, and after COVID. Five stars. One person wow. found this helpful. One? <laughs> that should be viral. That is the most beautiful beautiful piece of English I've ever listened to. I, said, I might cry just from that. Yeah. Wow. When I read the first sentence, if you were building a house, I said, this yeah. is it. I'm <laughs> <laughs> if you're starting with the metaphor, you will get on the pod. Yeah. Barrel, this is everything. That was gorgeous. Thank you. That was a piece of like American literature in itself. I tried not to breathe during the really, really long sentence, but I had to. <laughs> the buildup. Yeah. It was a long one. Yeah. So that's what I have for you about this movie um wow. before we get into it into it i have to say yeah. loved it yay L liked it loved it wanna watch it again <laughs> <laughs> yeah i need to watch this after those film facts i also was just on a roller coaster of emotions i cried i, I know i know <laughs> i'm sorry I went everywhere no it was beautiful <laughs> i loved it <sighs> oh my gosh are so you ready to are. jump into i the true never story more ready okay <laughs> i love it so like always our sources are in the episode description there's plenty of them for this one so check those out for more information and i have a question to start us off for you mm -hmm. what's our timeline because where where are we okay so the beginning of the movie starts at a Ma Rainey performance, like early on in her career, when it's like, a, a not a real performance hall, but just mm. like her be humble beginnings, and then it okay. kind of shifts to how sh to her being like very successful, mm -hmm. and like highlights her band and stuff, and it shows real pictures of the band. Okay. And Ma Rainey, and then intercuts back to the movie, but then the rest of the movie is over the course of one day. What? Ish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> so I want to remind us this is a play. Yes. I would say our our genre here is would be categorized as historical fiction. Oh. 
okay. So what I'm going to give us today is like a standard kind of bio episode that we usually do of Ma Rainey, Life to Death. Spoiler alert, death. She dies. Obviously, Uh, we're talking about the 1800s. Oh, yeah. At the beginning. Um, So we're going to go all the way back to our favorite spot, the beginning. We love it. We love it. We love it. We love it. It's a beautiful place to start. And right now, we're not actually talking about Ma Rainey quite yet, because we're talking about Gertrude Pridget, hmm? <laughs> who was born on April 26th, 1880-something, 1884 what? or 6. You can't read it? No. Or you're not sure? <laughs> it's not just me that's unsure everyone's unsure most oh. sources list her birth date as 1886 um and this is what she would also tell people was her birth year oh. but later records in the 1900 census listed her born in 1884 two years earlier mm. so that's actually likely the year she was born, but she told people 1886, so I say, yes, ma'am, everything you do is correct. 1886 it is. What you say goes. <laughs> I will listen to you, Ma. Yes, Ma. Or Gertrude. I like her Gertrude. You know I'm more likely to listen to Ma than Gertrude, well, yeah. I will say. Gertrude yeah. kind of scares me. The birth year doesn't really matter. Who cares? But she was born to parents Thomas and Ella Pridget in Columbus, Georgia. Okay. The same place, fun fact, where Bob the Drag Queen is from. (gasps) Love you, Bob. You're for sure a listener. Like so many of us are, our young Gertrude was called to perform. And she began her decades-long career as a performer in a talent show called quote there's gonna be a lot of quotes in this bunch of blackberries end quote interesting that's all i really have on the title but if you look into it we're gonna we're gonna get to things so she was in this talent show at the age of 12 or 14 okay (laughs) were you ever in a talent show um shockingly no <laughs> that is shocking that's not, that's right up your alley are you kidding me i know I was but in maybe two or three I, I don't like when i was a kid my rejection handling was mm. really really bad so like the thought of like purely being ranked on my talent which at the time would probably have been singing mm-hmm petrified me especially if it's like in a school setting in front of your like yeah i was not a ma rainy (laughs) i was not i was called to perform but a soloist i was not (laughs) (laughs) i won't say i'm a ma rainy but i did you had the confidence of a ma rainy true yes (laughs) and i did perform what's that song mr cellophane in front of my high school oh i thought you were going to talk about the fish song Dressed as a mime. No, the fish song. (laughs) (laughs) The fish. Wait, 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 wait. Go back. (laughs) Wait. Go back. (laughs) Well, okay, maybe not a, maybe not a mime. (laughs) In the movie, 
Chicago, which he watched, <laughs> he is dressed like a like vaudeville clown, oh, like with yeah. like well, white makeup. You said mime and, and I went. Was he ever dressed as a mime in the movie? No, yeah. But that like is a, something Decker would think is close enough. <laughs> no, I a, wasn't dressed like a mime. Oh. I looked like him. I had like a suit jacket and uh, whatever. You didn't it have matter. a white face. I also sing a song up. about a fish. We're not talking okay. about it. <laughs> not today. <laughs> not today. Um, and that was in a talent show. Okay. Back to Ma. Around this time. We're moving a little bit ahead. She's 15 Great. slash 17. And in the early... You can't laugh every time I do that because I'm going to do it every time. Why are you doing it every time? <laughs> Just pick one. <laughs> well, okay. She wants to be younger. She's 15 yeah. here. And basically, that's an adult in the early 1900s. The next step in her career, Gertrude begins performing in black minstrel shows in Columbus, Georgia, a town that's on the Chattahoochee River, which is a main stop on the minstrel show circuit. Oh, geez. Yeah. So here we go. Oof. Minstrel shows. Do you know anything about them? Really? Yeah. Or, okay. I well, do. I knew I don't a little bit talk. of... Yeah, you talk about it. I don't yeah. want to. <laughs> <laughs> I knew a little bit about it, but not all of the history. Certainly not something that was covered in my history classes. So we're going to brush up a little bit on them now what these shows are oh yeah school didn't teach me no no at all no um <laughs> the earliest minstrel shows were performed and staged by white male minstrels mm -hmm. so the term minstrel means or meant traveling musicians right but since these shows it's taken on a new definition right. um so minstrel now more refers to what I'm about to talk about. So these musicians, traveling musicians, would darken their faces with burnt cork or with black shoe polish, put on some torn clothing, and do a, quote, comedic song and dance performance, portraying mm -hmm. caricatures of the black men and women that they have currently enslaved. Right. So... It is a horrible thing to think about now, but it was quite popular <laughs> back yeah. in the day. Um, and by back in the day, the first performances date back to the 1830s. Yeah. The man that is known now as the father of the blackface show, the most Jeez. notable performer of the racist style, Thomas Dartmouth Rice. Have you ever heard of him? I don't know. I don't know. People usually say Thomas Rice, but you also might know um, him by his stage name, Jim Crow. There it is. Yeah. Mm. So this performance style, whatever you want to call it, um, was so popular that this Jim Crow name went on to become a larger name for this area of the country at the time, specifically because of the prejudice towards black and African-Americans. Mm. which blew my mind that fact i was like wait i thought we were talking about these shows and now this performer had such a big influence that wait, he so becomes the, performer, the name the performer was the was a thing before jim crow laws were a thing yeah yeah so you're telling me the arts do affect the way the country is run yeah 
Yeah, for sure they didn't tell us in school about this when they were teaching about Jim Crow laws. Oh my God. The style wasn't just popular in the South either. The most famous company at the time, one who would go on to define the genre, the Christie Minstrels, played on Broadway for 10 consecutive years. Broadway's shame. Yeah. So I feel like when I hear about this stuff, I'm always like, ooh, the South is so bad. No, it's no, no, the no, entire that's in the our country. too. Yeah. yeah. But after the Civil War, black performers began forming their own groups, most of which also had black managers, and most of these companies were also traveling. But some of the more popular groups even brought enough crowd that they could like set up and just play in one spot. Mm-hmm. Popularity soared with these groups, and even internationally, some of them would tour in Britain. Like, full-on got to go internationally performing these shows. Whoa. These minstrel shows were really the only medium at the time in which these talented black performers could make any type of living. Mm -hmm. So, looking at it now, there's kind of like mixed feelings. Back then... This was the only way they could make any money performing professionally. So that's what people did. Even though it's not great, we're going to learn. That's kind of a theme that comes up in the movie. Oh, really? Actually, yes. It's all we got, so this is what we're doing? Yep. Yeah. As popularity grew, as it keeps doing, the shows also themselves became larger. They developed in length and like added more features which meant adding male singers and male band members Mm -hmm. male 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 (laughs) male time because it wasn't until the 20th century hits the 1900s when women finally began popping up in minstrel shows around the country okay at last at last finally yes and most notably thankfully Ma Rainey, and Bessie Smith, another notable performer. These two are the two main women that were in this style. Bessie Smith is mentioned in the movie. Not a ton, but her name is mentioned, yes. Okay, good. Good, good, good. Okay, we're finally getting to the stage name. I just mentioned Ma Rainey, but when she was doing these minstrel shows and touring, she was still Gertrude. All right. In February of 1904, at the age of 18 mm-hmm. or 20, she's done a few minstrel performances in Columbus, and Gertrude marries William Rainey. What? Who? William Rainey? You didn't, you didn't meet no. him in your timeline. No. Um, he went by the nickname Pa. Aha. Mm-hmm. So after the marriage, she developed the stage name Ma. Ma. So now they're Ma and Pa Rainey. That's cute. It's so cute. I thought that was so cute and clever. I was like, that's such a good like little play off his nickname. And now you're a duo. Um, Pa's also a performer. So they're ding, really ding, like ding. a beautiful match made in heaven. Yes. So she doesn't have to give up her performing dreams because right now all that can happen is traveling. So she marries a man that also wants to do that. And in 1906... Our talented little lovebirds joined the popular performance group Rabbit's Foot Company. Okay. And this was owned and managed by a man named Black Chappelle, 
who was a black entrepreneur and theater owner theater in 1906. Owner? Yes. Whoa. Yeah. These shows were, it was so popular that it was allowing these people like ranks in society that in any other industry they weren't allowed in. Yeah. It's with Rabbit's Foot Company where the two of them set on the road as part of their traveling group of performers for their vaudeville shows. So this was like a large show that had kind of just like vignettes of different people popping sure. in. Sure. Got it. And Ma Rainey isn't as famous as she's going to be, so she still has to be in these kind of talent show, basically. So Ma and Pa were billed as... Here we go. Another strong quote. Blackface song and dance comedians, jubilee singers, and cakewalkers. Can you... Wait, if you're black, how why would you be blackface? Oh. Okay, end quote. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, uh, no, that's a great question because I didn't really solidify that. In these minstrel shows, when the actors were black, they still put on exaggerated Make oh. black makeup. Because remember, Understood. the actors were wearing black shoe polish. Right. And a black person is not actually black. They are right. brown skin. Yeah. So they put on the full also makeup. Understood. Well. Got yep. it. Yep. So like that's another part of the performance is that as a white audience member, it's not as uncomfy for them watching this black performer because when a white person does it, it also looks the same-ish. You know what I mean? They're wearing the same makeup. It's still They're they're just used to seeing the same thing anyway. Yeah, yeah. Got it. Um, Good question because I didn't really say that. Thank (laughs) you. So uh, that quote I just said was pretty wild. Jubilee singers and cakewalkers. I didn't really know what this is, so here we go. Jubilee Singers is from a popular group at the time, was called the Fisk Jubilee Singers. And they were a traveling group that sang black spirituals and basically songs from the field when they were still enslaved. And then they went around and toured and were quite popular at the time. And so their group kind of was so popular that the phrase Jubilee Singers kind of was used with other people to Got say, this is a black person singing black people music, basically. Okay. The Fisk Jubilee Singers that I talked about earlier are still around to this day <gasps> and won a Grammy last year for their 150th anniversary gospel album. Wow. Mic drop. Isn't that insane? Love that. Yeah. The same group is still around to this day. Um, They sing still like gospel albums or gospel spirituals and are still releasing music. That's incredible. Right? Yeah. Um, So the second part of that, Cakewalk. Have you ever heard of that? I have heard of that. Have you ever been I've never participated, but in my elementary school, I remember there being a cakewalk. Thank you. I was in it in elementary school. I didn't really know why it was happening, but I was in a cakewalk. You walked around in a circle and you, 
if your number got called or something, you got a full cake. Okay. I guess it that's was kind be- of fun. It was kind of like a potluck thing where people all brought cakes and then you walked around in a circle and it was like musical chairs. If your number was called when the music stopped, then you got to pick a cake. I don't know. Didn't really make sense to me at the time. So you're not walking while holding a cake? No. They're all like on a a table and you, it's kind of like white elephant almost where you get a pick a cake. Understood. Understood. Um, that doesn't matter because what it originally was is horrible. Yeah, what was it? It was a um, performance, if you want to call it that, um, on plantations with enslaved folk dancing for their owners. Mm. And oftentimes the dance style, it it was described as like, high posture tilted back high um like leg lifts knees high yeah um a very kind of difficult dance i saw but if done well it looked very effortless and so these people who are dancing started to like take on this own i i i guess i don't want to speak for those people obviously but they kind of developed this own style Got it. Initially being forced to perform, but the style developed and kind of turned into this mocking of white, the rich white people dancing that they saw. Okay. But the owners were still watching them, but couldn't catch on to that. And they kind of developed this own little mocking performance of the white people. Great. Great. Um, The cake part comes in with uh, whoever the owner thought was the best performer got a piece of cake hate hate yep they were billed as performers at the time is what that whole quote basically means in all that racist speak but I didn't want to just drop that on us and (laughs) leave us with no facts so that's what a cakewalk truly was gonna take that out of my vocab yeah yeah and that's also where um what is it oh when the phrase like takes the cake yeah that comes from cakewalk as well got it if someone is like the champion or you won the competition you took the cake that really that comes from Mm mm-hmm So let's work on taking that out of our speech as well. All right. Um, So back to Ma. Both her and Pa are touring with the Rabbit's Foot Company for around six years, touring around the country. Okay. Specifically, um, they were in Missouri when a girl she met at her performance um, introduced Ma to a new song, a sad one about a man leaving a woman. And she loved it. Ma is a sad, sad song girl. Yes, yes. Uh, She learned the lyrics that night and added it to her next performance. It is said that after performing that song, I couldn't see if it was that next night or some night, but she performed that song and someone asked her what kind of song it was that she was singing because they had never heard something like that. And Ma Rainey supposedly responded, blues. Yes, ma'am. They call her the mother of blues. Mm-hmm. She's in some places credited as the person to even coin the term or name the genre blues. Mm. 
it's kind of you can't really prove that but there are um multiple sources that said she was so um, she's also though officially credited as the first woman to incorporate this new genre blues into the minstrel and vaudeville genre okay so she's changing her act and developing it more to her style rather than what's popular at the time and really morphing the style or the shows love it so starting in 1914 as they grew more popular ma and pa were now billed as rainy and rainy assassinators of the blues Ooh, Mm -hmm. i like like it the blues is the genre and it's the sad it's the feeling and they're here to assassinate it make you Mm -hmm. feel all better they are still traveling with the same company though now pat chappelle who was our original owner and manager he has died oh and the company is taken over by f s walcott okay a white man yeah so now they're being managed and um the white man is in charge of their careers yeah that's what i saw okay okay good the difference here now even though they're with this new manager now they have their own show and they're not in this talent shows type Mm. thing they have their own rainy and rainy show Um, And they're not just performing their one racist song and dance and then kicked off the stage. Got it. It's also while she's on tour with her husband that she meets Bessie Smith. Another singer who's younger than her, but they're on the same mission to make a name for themselves as black women in the 1920s. And Bessie joins the group in 1912 and the two hit it off great. So she joins their show. Oh, Okay. Mm-hmm. And tours with them. So they have like a large show. They have dancers, they have musicians, and she joins the show as well. It's good they did too because the marriage is not going good. Well, yeah. Okay. You said she was married, and I said, I can't see this woman being with anyone. <laughs> I couldn't really find like a whole lot of specifics about their marriage, but I did see that. Two years after, or sorry, four years after, um, Bessie joins Rainy and Rainy end up splitting in 1916. Interesting. Okay. Uh, I said splitting. The actual word was separating. So I'm unsure if there was an actual legal divorce, but she keeps the name. Right. Kind of. (laughs) Because Rainy in 1916 launches her own touring performance company called Madame Gertrude Ma Rainey and her Georgia Smart Set. Madame Gertrude Ma Rainey. Like, that's her whole name. Right. I was like, okay, girl. That's a tongue twister. (laughs) Madame Gertrude Ma Rainey. That's not the important part. The important part is she gets out from the management of that white man and she creates her own touring company so now she's her own she's show her own man. okay is touring around the country got it there's not a man a man telling her what to do where to go who to be except yes 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 well okay. kind of kind of but yes mm. ma's performance style was high dramatic energy 
because she comes from the comedic physical comedy world, like of those minstrel shows, they were very high energy over the top. When it translates to the blues stage, she is a performer who demands attention. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Everything that was written about her performances was like, it's incredible and it's a travesty that modern video wasn't around to capture it because there is some video of it but her huge voice is just gets distorted on the recordings that it doesn't it doesn't translate um, do her justice Yeah. yeah her haunting deep voice that only had about an octaves range would draw the audience in close while her mesmerizing performance kept them hooked yeah her voice was unique Mm. howling and raw yeah it was just like you're you're just you're born to be a singer Mm. and and you're born to be a singer that just sings from their soul (laughs) i don't know how else to describe it because it's like obviously she didn't grow up taking voice lessons and going to singing class and learning music theory and practicing her vowels and her enunciation. Yeah. She just sang from pure talent and from her soul, like you said. Yeah. When she performed Baby, it was a performance from start to finish. She donned the stage in huge fur coats, covering a long satin gown, covered in gold necklaces with gold coins attached to them she was crowned with a diamond tiara and her teeth yeah. were crowned with gold, gold. caps yeah i saw gold those gold teeth the second note i wrote was those shining gold teeth yeah pure just elegance opulence everything yeah uh with an ostrich plume in one hand she was and still is the blueprint when it comes to drama and putting on a goddamn show Yes. People were losing their minds Mm. at her. Like when they would cut to footage of her doing like her now fancy show Mm -hmm. at the beginning, people were just like, it's like they were at church almost. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Her comedic style and energetic command of the stage have gone on to influence and be imitated by later performers such as Janis Joplin. Okay. Which really, I was like, I can definitely see that. Yeah. Um, Big Mama Thornton. Yes. And Dinah Washington. Mm. While all her shows did allow both black and white audiences, they were still segregated. Mm. Hmm. Which I was just a humbling fact that I. Yeah. Saw. Yeah. Whoa. As I think we can all already imagine, life as a traveling entertainer was certainly not an easy one, definitely not now, and let alone for a black woman in post-Civil War America. She's yeah. going around to cities she doesn't know, and she's putting right. her name out there and performing on stage for black and white people. So even though she has her own show, she's not fully in charge. So this is what kind of what I was referring oh, to. okay. The Theater Owners Booking Association, known as TOBA, T-O-B-A, mm-hmm. booked a majority of the company's performances. Okay. 
So she had the show, but they had to use this other company to actually book all of her tour. Oh. So the idea of it is kind of, uh, it's awesome, right? You have your own little tour guide who's planning all your trips for you, getting all your hotels and everything. It's beautiful. Not actually in reality. Toba often had unrealistic schedules that would just like always be mm-hmm. having them traveling, not even getting them hotels. They would just travel to the next performance for a day and then get off the bus and go perform. They what? had exploitative working schedules, like I just kind of talked about, and dramatically low pay that it gave Ugh. to their black performers. But remember, this is this is what they have, so this is what they're doing. No, It's the only option. Um, between these performers, like Ma and her husband, this booking association, well, her husband's, I don't know if he left the show or not. I, I'm unsure. Hmm. This booking association, Toba, lost its true name between black performers at the time and became Toba, tough on black artists they started calling it that. got it as she continued touring and performing her sad bluesy music the genre and her name became increasingly well known she kind of became intertwined with the blues name is it's ma rainey's genre she began drawing larger and larger crowds as they toured through the south and midwest of the country so let's hear a little bit about her shows According to womenshistory.org, her two-hour shows would usually begin with jazz numbers by the band and a performance by a line of chorus girls. Oh, yeah. Then there would be a few comedy routines and other various acts that would be switched in and out as they toured to different places. They kind of was more of the variety show kind of part. That, it, that part doesn't really matter because then it's her time. An hour into the show, Ma Rainey makes her grand entrance, spotlighted, her piles of jewelry dazzling the audiences. She would perform her hits like I Ain't Got Nobody and A Good Man Is Hard to Find. Hmm. Just some of the few more popular ones. Yeah. She'd leave the stage after her performance, teasing an encore with her ostrich feather peeking, peeking out the curtain. As she left, she would tease her little feather. Obviously, (laughs) obviously she's going to deliver. And she sends the audience home with one more song, her haunting tune, C.C. Rider Blues. Oh, I did not hear that song. Mm. Was the music her music? It was her music, but none of the ones you said. Okay. (laughs) Awesome. That I could remember. So the demand for blues is high. Not only like with all of these people seeing these shows live, but now people want to start hearing what they're seeing in recordings because yes. they're like, Ma, this Ma Rainey performance was the best thing I've ever seen, but now I can't go buy the track. So they're wanting these recorded or these performances recorded. And because she's the biggest name on the scene, it doesn't take long for her to get discovered by Paramount Records producer J. Mayo Williams. Okay. And she signs that dotted line, baby, and now she is a part of the top recording label. And now she is a top record label artist. Recording label artist? Top record. She's signed. Yeah, she signed. 
<laughs> oh, so you said uh, this is towards the beginning of the movie? Yeah. is uh, She's supposed to be recording and she is late. Oh. Her band is, is all ready to go at the recording studio in a really gross room that's mm. dark in the basement mm-hmm. and has no way out. And um, Ma is late, and that's really the only person that the people care about. So they're like, yeah. you guys wait in the basement. Where's Ma? Where's Ma? Where's Ma? <laughs> Where's Ma? Me when I'm crying at home. Where's my Meanwhile, Ma? Meanwhile, Lovey's getting new shoes. Who's that again? That is Chadwick. Oh, Trumpet? But he's not at the recording studio? He is. Well, he's a little late, too, because he's buying his new shoes, but then he's there. Okay. So she signed with Paramount Records, and in December of that same year, she started recording out of their studios in Chicago, where yes. she would finish eight different tracks that same month. Mm. Tracks meaning songs. Right. And this session put her down in history as the first woman to ever record blues music professionally. Whoa. White or black, first person. Dang. First woman. Over the next five years, Ma Rainey would record more than 100 different tracks with Paramount Records. Okay. Releasing hit after hit. She's a moneymaker. Yeah. Yeah. And remember, this goes back, we've talked about this many a time. This is kind of the exact timeline of Cadillac Records. They get Mm -hmm. that demand for the music and they work her to death basically and we're gonna see when the fad stops then they don't care about her at all Mm. i don't know why i just gave you that big spoiler but here we go in fact remember cc writer blues her encore number yes uh the recording of that song which also featured louis armstrong on trumpet whoa was added to the library of congress's national recording registry in 2004 oh which are songs that have cultural or historical significance Significance. in our country wow yep now you're gonna love this next part unlike many blues singers at the time ma rainey wrote at least a third of her songs that she sang including one that is now known as a classic blues standard ma rainey's black bottom and she wrote that one oh I was doing that thing where it's like when you say the title of the movie, then it's uncredited. Oh, oh. (laughs) (laughs) This song refers to the popular dance move of the time, the Black Bottom. Yes, sir. Learned about that in my musical theater dance class. Thank you. That's the only thing I knew about this movie. And I was like, is this dance move part of it? Because when we learned about this in college, I was like... I don't feel comfortable doing this dance move. It was weird because it was slapping the floor, slapping your butt. It was weird. Yeah. It was weird for us to be doing it. Yeah. It was weird for us (laughs) to be doing it. Let's clarify. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. True. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Her songwriting also adds a level of soul to her music as well, because it's a huge reason that many people were able to connect to it because she's telling Mm. stories that aren't told, especially in these in 1920s black women are not being able to write lyrics right let alone if they do get them recorded by paramount records yeah 
So her lyrics and melodies not only reflected her experiences as a black woman, but also as a not completely straight woman. Okay, I was waiting. (laughs) So she doesn't really ever like specifically say I'm gay or anything. So I don't want to label her as anything, but certainly not completely straight. So her song that was released in 1928. Yes. 1928. Prove it on me. Did you hear that one? I can't remember if that was one I heard. Yeah. Um, Here are some lyrics. Ready? I don't, I'm not gonna, I'm not singing. Don't sing. I'm talking the lyrics and I'm sorry. Yeah. They said, I do it. Ain't nobody caught me. Sure gotta prove it on me. Went out last night with a crowd of my friends. They must have been women because I don't like no men. It's true. I wear a collar and a tie. Makes the wind blow all the while. Don't you say I do it. Ain't nobody caught me. You sure gotta prove it on me. Well, this movie did prove it on her, I'll say. (laughs) It really heavily implied that Dusty May was her girl. Yes. Yeah. That was her girl. There were neck kisses, dancing. Mm -hmm. It is, yeah, pretty certain in history like that that is fact but it's also a thing that she operated in secret and didn't really Mm -hmm. tell a lot of people so it's feels a little weird to be like yes she was but she uh, um made some influences in that community so i wanted to kind of bring that up too so angela davis who is not involved in this story but she is an iconic say what (laughs) i know we jumped (laughs) she's an iconic feminist and one of the most important people in the country but she said about this song specifically and Ma Rainey, um, quote, Prove It On Me, that song, is a cultural precursor to the lesbian cultural movement of the 1970s, mm. which began to crystallize around the performance and recording of lesbian affirming songs. Okay. So this song went on to spark that movement according to one of the smartest people in our nation's history. So not just these lyrics, but many songs had women um, in daring and bold scenarios for the time. For example, women who were sleeping around to get revenge on their man, or ones that had just pulled an all-nighter with their friends and stayed up partying and drinking. Woo! Right? These portrayals of black female sexuality plus female sexuality that goes against sometimes hetero standards created a new picture of what a woman was allowed to be, especially in the 1920s. Mm. Another name I'm going to drop out of nowhere, Alice Walker, the activist and the author behind The Color Purple, credits Ma Rainey as an inspiration for her characters. Mm. who are also some a little queer dabblings in there it doesn't stop there at the time and obviously still now it was popular for male performance performers to brag about sexual escapades in their lyrics drinking all that kind of stuff we know we know the story uh, mm-hmm. because of ma saying okay i'm gonna do that too connections have also been made um, to Ma Rainey's influence on modern day rap and hip hop genre, specifically wow. the women in the genre. 
right, who are still daring to write about their sexuality and still getting backlash. Um, I think something that the movie did a really interesting job of showing is the way she's treated in the industry. And mm. before we see Ma Rainey in the recording studio, it's all these men being angry. She's late. We need to get her here. We're on a time constraint. We need to get the songs done and over with. And she's taking her time. She's requesting her Coke. She's refusing to sing until she gets her Coke. Mm-hmm. She's insisting on certain no, this is how it's going to be before we start. And it kind of building up this image of her being kind of difficult. Mm-hmm. And that, because you also get the white men's perspective of her first. And yeah. she always is like this. And she's always talking back. And she's always doing this and that. And then she talks about how the second they, all they want is my voice. Like you said, the second they have it, mm-hmm. they have no use for me. So I'm going to get treated the way I deserve to be treated up until that moment. Wow. Um, (laughs) you jumped in and I had one more line from that last paragraph that was Ma Rainey would have loved WAP (laughs) 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 because she would have she would have been dancing to that song yes I think everything I just said emphasizes (laughs) she would have loved WAP yes (laughs) oh that's funny Um, you said this already but She's also reported to have been very close with Beth C. Smith, according to many sources, if you know what I mean. Oh, that's but not the- what I said. Oh, what'd you Dessie say? Dusty May. I had a Dusty May. Bessie oh. Smith was brought up, but not in a in a in implying oh. a relationship way, just as like a fellow singer. <laughs> oh. Well, um, yes. You got info for me? yes ma rainey is true you said desi was like a one of the dancers kind of she was a girl that ma rainey was like i'm i'm gonna help you i'm gonna give you money for this and that and you're my girl and i she it was kind of like a this is she was her sugar baby okay yeah um she reportedly also had like affair not affairs relationships with her dancers some of her female dancers mm. and definitely had was very he did close air quotes. he did air quotes everyone <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, very close with bessie smith okay i'm not here to spill their tea but the girls no. were girling on this tour okay <laughs> that's all i'll say <laughs> but things sadly do come to an end oh with the roaring 20s dwindling down the vaudeville scene also started to go with it. And mm. Ma was a huge name, so her career didn't immediately take a huge hit, but um, it did, it was affected. She was still able to record a few more tracks. Sure. Um, I saw the, it said a few more tracks, meaning 20. I was like, Jesus, that's a whole okay, yeah, just two a albums. Few. <laughs> just a few. Um, and also um, continued touring. But in 1928, after huge losses that year, Paramount terminated Ma Rainey's contract. Ugh. Yeah. Did you see her um, her recording contract get taken away? I did not see Ma Rainey lose her recording contract because the last thing I saw of Ma Rainey was her leaving the recording studio from the same day that she arrived <laughs> at the recording studio. <laughs> I forgot it's one day. It's one day. And a lot has happened. Can I talk about what I saw? 
Yeah, yeah. Talk about it. Give it to me. Do you know what I'm going to say? No. I didn't Great. look up the plot at all for this movie. Okay, so Levy, the, Levy Green, who's the trumpeter or trumpeteer, mm-hmm. is the main character essentially of this movie and is the antagonist and the protagonist at this many points. Okay, an anti-hero? Yes. And he is feeling high highs and low lows. And this act, the, Chadwick really had to go to some places mm. to make the monologues he had to deliver mm. make sense. And by the end of the movie, Levy kills. <laughs> you weren't what? expecting that word? No, no, I was not. Okay, so before I say who, as I mentioned, Levy got new shoes. Yeah. Well, someone stepped on Levy's shoes. Oh. Toledo. Toledo, the piano player. (laughs) Okay. Stepped on Levy's shoes. And Levy Mm. stabbed him in the back and killed him. For that? Yep. Let me say. Uh Uh-huh. Much plot happened before that to get to that point. Okay. Many things happened within the band dynamic. I listed out many people at the beginning that were band players because that's who the Mm -hmm. main characters in my movie were and who the main interactions happened between. Levy's at a very low point. Um, He gets fired from the band, from Mm. Ma Rainey's band. And after that, he commits the act. Oh, okay. Okay. Ma Rainey just drives away before that happens from the recording studio after completing her records. <laughs> so that's what I saw. Okay. Okay. Driven well, away by her nephew with a stutter who is also on one of the records. Well, okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, here, I will just lay it out for you. Okay. In the film... Ma Rainey is a real character. Everyone yeah. else is fictional. Uh, so then, who did I find <laughs> pictures of? There, I mean, there was band members, obviously, but oh. they don't have their stories aren't recorded in the way that Ma's oh, is. Oh, so oh, oh. their names are not the same as what some of her band members she was also on tour people switched in and out but i don't have the specific names of the people who were in the recording studio other than people who were in were often like bigger big celebrities like louis armstrong was recorded in one of her songs that really confused me when you said that yeah yeah yeah. Is that what you were like, should I let it be or should I spoil it? Yes. I was like, wow. all I'm talking about is Ma Rainey today and okay. I know you have more yeah. <laughs> than just that. All right. So I'm interested. I, I'm sure maybe August Wilson has like a, obviously he's an amazing, material. he's an amazing playwright and I'm sure he has like a reasoning or like a, he wanted to tell their story or yes. something behind this, this um, play as well. Yeah. So when we go back to the real story, I'm sorry t- to really just dampen it all from here because bubble. it's going to be bad. Well, burst that bubble and burst her fame bubble. Because remember, oh. when we're going back, the genre is fading. People don't think it's as fashionable. 
she continues touring, but to yeah. smaller and smaller crowds. No. And as she dwindled from the public's eye, less and less is known about her, too. Ugh. She truly was used for her voice and style, and then once it was developed past that and the genre kept growing, they didn't want to hear from her anymore. They kind of hinted at that in the movie, too, of wanting to bring in Levy, the trumpeteer's new sound, and her being like, mm. no, these are my songs. I'm not changing them. This is what people want. I've done this for my whole life. I know better. Yeah. It's believed that she remarried around this time to a man, um, but I couldn't even find his name. Hmm. Uh, she had been living in Chicago, where, um, which was her home base when she wasn't touring, but she stopped touring in 1935. And after the death of her mother and her sister in the last five years, Ma Rainey moved back home, home to Columbus, Georgia. Okay. Yeah, that's too much death. Yeah, yeah. She just wanted to go back home. And now, like, where her mother and sister were living, there wasn't anyone to take care of the property. And so she yeah. went back. Okay. But even here, she still didn't stop working. She actually became the owner and manager of two local theaters, which she bought with her earnings that she made as a performer. Wow. Mm-hmm. And her brother, who was a deacon um, at the time, he was a deacon at their same childhood church that they went to. He still lived in town, so at least she was not alone. She had family oh, there, too. And okay, maybe a husband. Good. We don't know. Maybe a Dusty May. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Uh, on December 22nd, 1939, Ma Rainey passed away as a result of a heart attack at oh. the young age of 30, wrong, 53 oh. or 55. Okay. All right. Enough. <laughs> she wanted to be 53. She was. She was. And get ready. According to The Guardian on her death certificate, Ma Rainey's profession was listed as housekeeping what yeah no yeah no that is the rudest thing i've ever heard i know it's not mother of blues it's not mother of the blues i really couldn't end the story like that so no <laughs> i want to introduce us also to a modern day woman we're talking 2024 today miss florine dawkins who is the director of the Ma Rainey Museum of the Blues. Ooh, where? Which lives inside her actual home in <gasps> Columbus, Georgia. That's the museum. Go. We have yeah. to go. We oh my, I went to the website. To you go. can book. <laughs> it even has like, this is the, the weather in Georgia because you can like stay there, not stay there, but you can eat there. They have mm. food and stuff outside. Florine has restored and preserved this iconic American home and turned it into a space where Ma Rainey's story and influence can continue. In the article in The Guardian, it's all like an interview with her, and she was talking about how when she first um, visited the home, it was like a tornado had gone through it. The middle of the house was completely wrecked and just Jeez. crumbled, and she has been working for years to rebuild it and she's restored it to Ugh. as close to original as you can get, like with the same paint and everything. Yes. It's amazing. It's also a little bit like, okay, Zach, you didn't even know about this woman in, until this week. So 
why do you keep saying she's important? You didn't even know about her. So we're going to take it from Florine Dawkins and she's going to end our episode out. Okay. And she says, quote, about Ma, she owned the stage and you were mesmerized by her performance. Her voice was raw and pure and she captivated her audience. She couldn't control the world and segregation and exploitation, but she could control when she went on stage. She could control the audience no matter what. She mesmerized them, and that was her control. That was her power, and she put her power into everything she did. And that's the story of the mother of the blues, Ma Rainey. Absolutely. There she is. Wow. So I really you? love that you love this movie, and How I love this, this woman. How dare you do this to me? I can't believe you're making me do this. I cannot believe you are making me say this right now about this movie. I can't. I can't. I. 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 don't know if I can say it. I don't know if I can say it, Decker. Because it is. Some things, but okay, but 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 okay, okay. It's. It's BS. I'll say it. It's BS. Okay, you said it first. It is BS, though. It is BS. This movie the, is it, BS. It's okay. <sighs> I'm going to cry. <laughs> it's okay because it's original source material. I don't ever think was like, this is fact. It's a play. I know. It's fiction. But um, with the main character and with the title of her name, it gives a kind of false impression, in my opinion. And I think I remember hearing about this movie mm-hmm. and hearing that she was barely in it. I oh. feel like I remember hearing that. And because I was like, what if I would have heard about this? I feel like I would have watched it. Mm-hmm. But also hindsight. Yeah, when you said she was barely in it, I was it threw me because I was like, that's all. Which, the only factual part. So she's in it. She's in it more than the play too. And I know that like the play, I guess it is BS. The play set in winter. This movie was set in summer, but also, mm. um, Ma Rainey and the play doesn't come in for quite some time, but because of the movie and the way they did it, she was in it from like the start. So she was even in it more in the movie than she wow. was in the play because the they play. don't do like performances flashback. It's a full play. Yeah. Yeah, so definitely the play. I think it's it's not tour. It's not trying to tell her story. It's no. telling the band story. And yeah. today we learned a little bit more about the real, the factual stuff um, behind Ma Rainey. And I just have to say, I was like, felt pretty humbled to like learn all of this history behind these performances and the cakewalk and just things that were passive in your childhood that you didn't even realize were actually based in literal racism and segregation. Yeah. Yeah. It really like really uh, sets in stone that even if I'm like, I'm not racist, I think black people should be treated equally. Like I have to do the actual work to unlearn all of the stuff that is just I thought was benign, but is has all of this undertones of this prejudice. Yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty incredible. Yeah. So horrible. uh, The movie also, while it might have sounded as if I have spoiled everything in it for you by that big reveal, there are things I also left out that you would still be like, what? (laughs) I'm going to watch it. You have to, 
You yeah. have to. It's not really an option. Um, I've, <laughs> I, I, I highly, highly recommend it. I mean, it's Chadwick Boseman's final performance. Yeah, for that alone, I have to watch for it. That, and, and just knowing that the people around him didn't, he didn't share that information with anyone that yeah. he was spending his day-to-day life with, except, I mean, his like wife and family knew. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Tragic and horrible, and I can't wait to watch it. Yeah. If you guys, in you BBs, want yeah. to uh, give us any suggestions for things you would like to watch, if you have movies you are dying to hear a review about or you absolutely don't want to watch and want one of us to do it for you, <laughs> yeah, let us know. We'll let do us it. Know. We'll do it. I've cr- I came overcame a lot of fears the past year, so I think I can. Mm-hmm. I'm open to more things mm-hmm. now. Me too. Me too. So you can let us know those suggestions at basebiasedorbs at gmail dot com. We would love it. Love and you it. can also see some pictures from today's episode mm-hmm. on our Instagram at basebiasedorbs. We'll definitely have some pictures of the real Ma Rainey for sure. I don't know what else we'll have. <laughs> Probably pictures of the band because the movie did yeah. also end with like pictures of the real people yeah. she played with. Yeah, there's. I definitely saw some yeah. of those as well. Yep. Um, yep, BasefireSerbias on Instagram. And what can I watch next week? And any BBs who want to follow along, you any, can watch as yeah. well. You can watch with us. Next week, we're coming up on a, a lovely week of love. Mm. Oh, it's Valentine's. And y'all, It's not the day, but it's that It's week. not. It's the week of Valentine's Day. So obviously, you all need to watch the 1993 movie. I can make you love me. Mm, I can make you love me. I can make Sounds- you love me. I do want to double check. It's 93 and not 96. Well, just like Ma Rainey's birth year, does it really matter? No, you'll figure it out. <laughs> it's three. I was right. Nice. I can't wait. Sounds like a lovely time. I'll have yeah. some. I'll bring a box of chocolates tomorrow or next week. Yeah. If you come tomorrow, no one will be here. Yeah. <laughs> you will be alone. <laughs> you could sit here, but I won't come. <laughs> oh, man. How sad. All one on Valentine's, just like my real life. Ducker. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's end up this episode. It's time yeah. to leave. Bees. We gotta go. <laughs> okay. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. They're gonna tell you if it's Three, two, one, and three, two, one. Beautiful. Hell. I said hell. <laughs> <laughs> the first word of the pod, hell. <laughs> well, I said beautiful.
Yeah, beautiful okay. hell. Let's restart. <laughs> okay. Beautiful hell. 